welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Mary McConnor, who's going to come on and share her faith journey as a fresh Catholic and also highlight some of her experience in um, higher education in our research that she's done. So thank you for coming on and giving us this information. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, so let's get started with the conversation. I'm always glad to, um, you know, invite people on that I mutually follow and see doing great things uh, on social media. And uh, uh, Mary definitely does that with her insights and her perspective. So uh, I'm glad that she finally was able to, um, you know, come on and share this, had this conversation. Um, so my first question is always the same question. Talk a little bit about your faith journey. Like, how was it growing up, middle mm-hmm. life, and it led you into now? And ultimately, how did you get into the church? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to give uh, you a little background, too, about where I'm from. I'm originally from Detroit. Um, and so I grew up in a non-denominational church. Uh, and most of my family are either uh, Kojic or Baptist or also attend non-denominational churches as well. Um, And so I did also, you know, I transitioned a lot between the two. Sometimes I would go to church with my grandmother, who's Kojic, and then sometimes I would go with my mom and dad, who went to the non-denominational church. So it wasn't really um, until my adulthood that I really started learning about Catholicism more and more. And so uh, I had always had an interest in learning more about it, but what really did it was when I took a position at Christian Brothers University uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. So CBU is a small private Catholic uh, institution under the LaSallian order. And so when I got here, I was like, okay, this is, this is the perfect opportunity, right, to really understand, okay, what is Catholic faith about? What is Catholic social teaching about? What is the Catholic intellectual tradition about? And so, you know, when I reached out to a few of my colleagues, and I think you interviewed one of them, Dr. James McGuffey, and I just say, you know, James, I know you also converted as well. Can you tell me more about what this process is like? And so, you know, he was just pure open arms. And then also our director of campus ministry, his name is Joseph Preston. And so they just kind of walked me along this journey. And uh, Dr. McGuffey did agree to be my RCIA sponsor. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to, even if I decide, I'm going to just go to RCIA for a few classes, see if I like it and decide, okay, that's not for me. At least I know, okay, I tried it. I I tried to learn more about it. And so um, I did RCIA um, and where I'm currently a member uh, at St. Augustine, um, which is also here in Memphis. And it's a predominantly African-American parish. And I just loved it. I was like, wow, I'm learning so much about this faith. And it's such a faith with such a deep, rich history. And um, it inspired me to just be like, okay, you know, hopefully I can learn more and help teach others about it. So, yeah, that, that's my journey. I, I was not born into Catholicism, um, but I think it's one of the most spiritually life-changing journeys I've ever taken in my life and I just I'm just so grateful um just just grateful to be a part of the church oh that's good that's good news so out of curiosity um well I know you said that you came from like the Protestant Kojic tradition I'm assuming that was like the you know black praise and worship style uh type thing Mm -hmm. do you find a lot of like similarities between that Form of worship and like the, the uh, church you attend. Uh, well, one thing, you know, 
So Church of God in Christ is very, um, you know, they have their own distinct culture and everything like that. Um, but by me going to a predominantly African-American parish, yeah, there are some similarities. You know, you just, the bond you have with people, the community, it's just always going to be unique at a predominantly Black church. Um, and we do have like a choir, they sing gospel music. Now, in terms of, you know, similarities, you no, know, it, it's, it's distinct. Right. Um, I mean, I'm like, sure the theology is totally Theology is totally different. Yeah, it's very distinct. You know, like when I was Kojic, it was very Bible focused. Um, Whereas, you know, the Catholic Church is a lot of you have the Bible and then you also have the catechism and doctrine. And so they they rely on more than one source. Um, And so for me, that was new. I was like, oh, wait, what's the catechism? You know, when I was going through RCIA, I'm like, oh, you all use this as well, in addition to scripture and tradition. So that, that, that duality of, okay, scripture, tradition, you know, it is unique. And I actually really appreciate it um, because, you know, you can go to any church in the world, any Catholic church in the world, and you can follow along just fine. If, if you understand the mass, it, it, there's a certain universe that, universality to it, whereas I don't always feel like it's that way with Protestant uh, churches because, I mean, each church is very unique. You may go to one Kojic church and be like, oh, wow, this is a lot different than the other coaches church I just went to. But whereas with the Catholic church, is, is it, I, I appreciate that tradition and uniformity and universality. All right, that was a good point. Just thought I'd ask. Um, yeah. So you just came into the church recently. Mm-hmm. Um, what was some advice that you would have for somebody who was discerning the Catholic church, thinking like maybe this is the place uh, I should go? Or they feel like a, tur- a tug of war sort of thing of, being indecisive what would you say yeah a few things especially right now um with all this going on I know you know there are some who feel like the church should be focused on this or focus on that and you're always going to have that no matter what faith you're in so don't get too caught up in you know a lot of the the debates that might be going on around some of the smaller issues but really focus on the faith journey itself um and so uh if you've never attended the catholic church I would say start there uh, start by going to a mass and just kind of experiencing that and seeing what it's like. And then also uh, I mentioned RCIA um, and that's specifically for adults. So if you do want to learn more about Catholicism and the faith, I would definitely say go to RCIA classes. And there's nothing saying that you absolutely like once you start, you have to finish. Like you can go to a class or two and kind of determine, hmm, you know, is this something I'm interested in learning more about or eh, it's not for me. But at least go in with an, an open mind um, and an open heart to to really, um, you know, get the best out of that experience. And also one other thing I would say, too, is talk to people who, you know, are a part of the faith. Um, and so if you know someone like from where you work or where you go to school or, uh, you know, just anyway, even somebody, it could be a complete stranger and you follow them on Twitter and you'll be surprised on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, you'll be surprised people will reply if you just say, hey, I'm really interested in learning more about the Catholic faith and your journey. Can you tell me a little bit more? And people, some people just pick up the phone and be like, sure, yeah, let me call you. So definitely uh, reach out to people and do your own, uh, you know, your own outreach in that whole process as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Definitely three good points of advice for anybody discerning the church. Uh, so let's go to the next topic. Uh, we're we'll going to dive into your um, 
profession and career in higher education. Um, so I know you have like a, a extensive resume and, you know, a lot of accolades and, you know, degrees and certifications and all that good stuff. Um, so what made you uh, want to pursue higher education as like a, a focus? Yeah. Um, so it started during my undergrad. Uh, and so I went to Grand Valley State University, which is in Michigan. And initially, I actually, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I'm in my senior year. I'm still on the fence about, do I go to grad school? Do I go work? Do I do AmeriCorps? Do I go abroad for a while? I don't know what I want to do. But it was during my senior year that I did an internship in their student affairs office. And I fell in love with it. I was like, wait, so you're telling me people get paid <laughs> to, to help students, you know, like just have this full student experience. And so I was like, this is awesome. I would love to do this as a career and just continue working in higher education beyond this. So then I decided to go to graduate school, get my master's um, and, you know, continue going on all the way up to the doctoral level. But, you know, for me, most days it doesn't feel like a job. And it's so much beauty and watching students come in their freshman year and they're all like, you know, nervous, trying to figure out where do I go? What should I be a part of? And by the time they get to their senior year, you could just see this, the transition and the journey they went through. And I mean, I just, I still am in contact with so many students and I'm just so proud to see where they are. Many have gone and started families, they're in graduate programs, have great careers. So, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the most rewarding careers uh, just just being able to watch people in their early adulthood years just find their their path. This is I love it, <laughs> as you could probably tell. <laughs> well, I work as a teacher, but we work oh. in two different we work in two different um, I guess sectors. But yeah. I definitely agree. You know, seeing starting from when they're like babies to later, five years later, is definitely a great thing to see the transition and maturity that they've you know acquired over the years. So uh, I agree with you. Absolutely. Um, so my next question, you know, you've done a lot of speaking, you've done a lot of presentations and some research too. So could you highlight a few of your, um, you know, your adventures and, and tell us a little bit about um, some of your rewarding experiences in like your speaking publications and uh, research? Yeah. And so, um, so I'll, I'll focus like, so initially I used to do a lot of research focused on um, historically black colleges and universities and just looking at, you know, the type of environments they create for students since, you know, a lot of colleges and universities in the U.S. are becoming increasingly diverse. And I feel like our HBCU brothers and sisters have done an excellent job um, with not just the academic excellence piece, but um, instilling this sense of confidence. And, um, you know, it, it, even if you look at you know, a lot of politicians, African-American politicians in particular, a lot of them were HBCU grads. I mean, you look at judges and doctors. So um, they have a culture where they have mastered the art of producing uh, or, or not producing, I won't say it like that, but they have mastered the art of helping people hone in on their excellence. And so that's why I was really passionate about that. I'm like, okay, they are doing this right. How can we help our underserved students um, at predominantly white institutions, you know, also feel this sense of belonging and hone in on their excellence as well. And so now, um, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this already. So now I've kind of transitioned to um, looking more at um, like the Catholic faith. 
um, and Catholic higher education in particular. And just looking at, uh, you know, various social justice issues. And so, so what I'm doing now is looking at, okay, when we talk about inclusive excellence, when we talk about Catholic social teaching, what does that mean for individuals with underrepresented identities? Are they truly feeling supported within various institutions? Are they feeling supported in the church? Like, how are we putting these things into action? Um, especially the Catholic social teaching piece. It's like, okay, we, we, we know that this is a big part of our identity, but are we really uh, creating a culture where, you know, everybody feels a sense of, yes, I feel like, I belong here, you know, especially, especially for, like I said, individuals with underrepresented identities. So. Okay. That's definitely good work to do and definitely mm-hmm. a great way to make everybody feel inclusive, included mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, you just highlighted that we have Catholic, Catholic social teaching, but are we mm-hmm. really utilizing it as a framework to guide, you know, our institutions and mm-hmm. the way we live our faith in public. So definitely utilizing Catholic social teaching as a framework uh, yeah. to help meet those ends for inclusive uh, education is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how is your Catholic faith or, I mean, I mean, you've been a Catholic almost a year or so now, mm-hmm. but either regardless of that, um, how has your like Christian faith played like a, a central role in your work for, you know, equity and working in education? Yeah. You know, one thing I always tell people is the beauty of working in a Catholic university is, you know, there are certain principles and values that are instilled in the mission. So, you know, I used to work at public research universities. And I mean, you know, they, you have different student organizations, um, like you have the Catholic Student Association and the Baptist, student, you know, whatever. But here, like at a Catholic university, is so ingrained in who they are, it makes my job easy. So <laughs> when we, we start having issues around maybe certain injustices or, or biases that are coming up, I can always go back to our mission and say, okay, now we say as a Catholic university that we value inclusivity and social justice and, um, you know, respect for all persons. So, um, so that it makes my job so much easier when the work I do as a chief diversity officer is ingrained in the mission already, if that makes sense. Right, right. And it goes back to the previous point you just mentioned about having, you know, Catholic social teaching as like, sort of like the foundation and the lens that you view the work from. And mm-hmm. you can always rely back on that whenever you're not meeting like the, the standard that you're supposed to uphold. Right. Um, so that's a good way to implement your faith in action. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last little fun question is, um, who is a favorite saint or saints? And like, what are some lessons that they've uh, enriched your life with? Yeah, so my favorite saint is uh, St. Monica Pippo. And what I admired about her is, you know, she had this, this, this un, like unwavering faith. Like she prayed for her son. She said, you know, my son, Augusta, we have to get <laughs> We have to get him back and, you know, get him on the right path. And, you know, I know she's, I believe the saint, patron saint of mothers as well, um, often regarded as that. And she just, I just admire that because I know sometimes we can reach a point where it's just, we're exhausted and we're just like, oh, ready to give up on people, ready to give up on different causes. But she never gave up on her son and she never gave up on her faith and she never gave up on God. And she, she just had this unwavering 
faith that I just really appreciate. And, and as somebody, I'm getting married this summer. And so um, we're really excited. And the wedding's in July. Well, and congratulations. So I, thank you. And as I think about, okay, when I become a mother and I pray for my children and their well-being, I really want to model St. Monica and just you know, always make sure that we put God first in our family. And I just, I just love that about her. I admire her. <laughs> yeah. St. Monica is definitely a great saint um, for perseverance and resilience yeah. and definitely having that intercession and that strong relationship between mother and son mm-hmm. uh, mirrors Mary and, and Jesus a lot. So Absolutely. definitely a great figure to, to look up to in the body of Christ. Absolutely. Um, well, I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing all this information with us regarding your fresh you know newly minted status as a catholic and you know talking a little bit about the ins and outs of your work in higher education and i pray that you continue to succeed and carry out the mission uh, that you've been entrusted with uh, with the gifts and talents god has given you so thank you for coming on yeah and thank you so much too and i'm so glad you have this platform uh for people to kind of share their experiences so thank you very much for inviting me today yeah for sure for sure and you guys continue to keep Um, Dr. Mary McConnor and prayers and for the wedding that's coming up soon. Um, Very exciting times. Well, you guys can tune into the next episode of Saintly Witnesses. Um.